So Richard, you're actually telling me the buy-to-let market in Fife is going into crisis. Well, I've got to say, I mean, Fife landlords sell your property portfolios. Your tenants will soon be leaving in their droves as their first home with the new 5% deposit mortgages are backed by the government's new mortgage guarantee scheme revealing and revealed in March budget, March, March's budget. Um, these 95% mortgages are supported by the Treasury, lessening losses for the mortgage lenders should there be borrowing and capable of repaying and get repossessed as the government want generation rent to turn into generation buy. So does this really sound like the death knell for the buy-to-let investment in Fife? As many tenants will soon be buying their first home, or is it? What's your thoughts on this, Richard? Um, I mean, obviously, it's out there, and obviously it gets you thinking. I think the Fife market has definitely shown um, some different trends for that statement. Um, although, I mean, I don't think it's going to change from the, the renter's market to a completely buyer's market. And I mean, we've seen... Uh, things now with buy-to-let landlords. I mean, we've got lots of new buy-to-let landlords coming into the market now, and, and at the moment, things kind of be stronger, I think. Mm, interesting. I mean, it's true that in first impressions, it might look like the first five-time buyers will now be leaving their rented properties in their droves with this new low-deposit mortgage scheme. However, mm. the potential uh, five first-time buyers are facing four big issues here uh, with their... Uh, and it will inhibit, really, their ability to take on advantage of the mortgage scheme, meaning that many will probably continue to rent, won't they? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, they help to buy scheme and things. Now, it has helped a lot of first-time buyers now onto the market, and that's great. Um, but there's still a lot of people out there, uh, and there's a lot of renters out there. I mean, the rental demand in the area just now is just unprecedented at the minute. Um, Blenheims has always been quite fast-paced and busy, but uh, ever more so in the last few months. Yeah, I mean, let's look at these four reasons. The firstly, the mortgage rate of 95% mortgages has actually increased. The lowest five-year fixed rate mortgage with a 5% deposit today, I mean, that's with Barclays, is 3.45%, up from yeah, 2019's rate of 2.79%. That doesn't sound a lot, yet it makes a massive difference to monthly mortgage payments, yeah. um, as, as, as you will see in this in this chart, you know, when we look at this just now. You know, we can see that here. I mean, there's a five-rate fixed rate deal here. I mean, we'll talk about average price house, house prices. They have gone up. The average price of a first-time buyer property has risen over five from 187,362 to £201,003. Um, so when you look at these numbers, you're looking at deposits much higher, um, borrowings much higher, and annual interest rates much higher, mortgage term and length is, is fine, mortgage payments have gone higher, I mean, you're talking about a, about a £126 increase yeah, in mortgage job. payments. Um, some of the mortgage payments, look at that. I mean, that's jumped up about over £40,000 over the total um, uh, in lifetime of the mortgage. Yeah. So it's, it's quite a lot, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite a high lot. I mean, like you say, that's quite a good big jump in uh, interest rate. And it does have a big effect on your monthly uh, payments on your mortgage. And then ultimately, the overall, what you're going to be paying for the property in the end, and I think, um, that's the, the factor that you need to take into consideration 
although it's a 95% mortgage. Yeah. I mean, secondly, really, due to the pent-up demand post-lockdown in the land and building transaction tax holiday, this has increased the demand for Fife property, placing upward pressure on the Fife property market and prices, which has made it problematic uh, for first-time buyers to get in the Fife property ladder. I mean, this has meant, uh, and you'd seen it there, I mean, the average price of a, for a first-time buyer property has risen from 187362 to 201003 pounds in the last 12 months. And that in turn means that five first-time buyers have to have saved an additional £682.05 for the deposit to keep up with house price increases. Yeah. And that means the monthly mortgage payment for a 30-year mortgage for a first-time buyer has jumped from the £726.64 to the yeah. £852.14. Um, so it is a £125.50 uh, per month increase, isn't it? Yeah, and there is a lot of factors that obviously contribute to it. Obviously, the... Um they're going to have to save up. Uh, house prices have obviously jumped, um, yeah. and uh, you're talking you're, house prices are about like thirty thousand uh, average, and about more than what they were a year ago. They're having mm -hmm. to save up a bigger deposit, and then and also as well, I mean, higher house prices depending on what their income and things are. They might not even get uh, the mortgage in the, in the first place uh, based on their earnings at the at the house prices at the moment. So. Yeah, multipliers as well. I mean, multipliers could change as well. I mean, yeah. the last time I checked, um, probably a few months ago, multiplier was about, I'm sure it was four and a half times uh, the combined income now. So yeah. whereas whereas a, a few years ago, it used to be a lot less. So, you know, that could exacerbate the situation. But there's even talk about inflationary pressure now. You know, mm -hmm. that was just on the news the other day. Inflationary pressure in uh, America where prices and scarcity of materials, therefore prices are going up, therefore inflation might go up, therefore interest rates may go up yeah and uh, yeah they all go hand in hand and, and, and i fully expect that to, to so if interest rates go up that means more people will continue to probably rent won't they yeah yeah and i mean that that just influences a lot more uh, people to rent like you say so um and and we're seeing a lot of renters at the moment still anyway so i think yeah. it's uh, the rental market's kind of went for strength to strength alongside the sales market and because of these factors influencing that yeah I mean, the third issue is demand for first time uh, for first Fife's first time property buyers and yeah. and from buy to lend buy to let landlords are surpassing supply. I mean, yeah. you know, that's its supply is just not there. It's it's <laughs> a real restriction in supply. Um, adding further fuel to the fire and driving up prices even more. Yeah. Finally, the fact that most Fife, Fife first time buyers are of a younger generation and it's the younger workers that are the most at risk of unemployment or salary cuts due to the economic crisis. I mean, that's quite an important thing as well. Um, you might say that things will change probably in 2022, but would it surprise you that 95% mortgages have actually been here and available to first-time buyers since the summer of 2010, and they were only withdrawn during lockdown in 2020? So these 95% yeah. mortgages have always been here. So what do you think's actually made a difference? I mean, why did first-time buyers not jump into the market before? I know, I think a lot of people, it's, it's like it seems to just come to everybody's attention that there's 95% mortgages. They've been around for a long time. Obviously, like you say, they did put them on hold uh, during lockdown for obviously various reasons. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know why people have just become uh, aware of the fact that they're there because um, they have always been here. So, I mean, since 2010, even ultra-low interest rates, the number, of, uh, the number of private rented properties in the UK has grown by... 580,000 households from 3.8 3 million 
households to now 4.4 million households and will continue to grow. That's yeah. amazing, eh? Yeah, when I you think it's expected it. to continue to grow. And I just I think a lot of people didn't actually appreciate how big the rental sector is in the, in the country. Uh, that, that is a very big part of the, the housing industry. It's probably sitting about 18 to 19% of housing stock in yeah. terms of the rental market. And you could be mistaken for saying that, well, first-time buyers would have a property if it wasn't for private landlords uh, taking up all the investment properties. But the reality is most landlords actually buy properties that otherwise first-time buyers wouldn't go for. Yeah, and then and then in turn, uh, provide housing for people that are waiting to get onto the housing market. So yeah, and they've released that as well. Okay, the notion that buy to let is um, that the buy to let property is a strong long term investment has not altered with the pandemic. Since the nineteen thirties, with all of the crisis we've had with World War Two, the oil crisis, the three day week hyperinflation. You'll not remember any of this, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is way before your time. Uh, hyperinflation in the nineteen seventies. Uh, five property has has been a hedge against inflation. In addition, addition actually delivers a decent income yield. Of uh, of sometimes, I mean, I'm 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 seeing this article five percent and upwards, but the reality is, somebody like me is aiming for ten percent and upwards, ten and fifteen yeah. percent, and I'm talking about net yield on investment. I'm not talking about a, a gross yield as as the price of the property versus how much rent comes in. I'm talking about how much you get to the bottom line after you've used financing to leverage your position and yeah. actually leverage that up to a ten percent or fifteen percent return on investment. On the initial capital. That's not bad when you think about it compared with 0.5% in the savings mm -hmm. account, if you're lucky. Yeah, and I think when you look at obviously, um, like you say, net yield and, and difference between net yield and gross yield, that's the difference between investors and landlords and things as well. So do you think it's the case that um, the landlords that see uh, buy to let in Fife as an investment, as a long-term strategy, will actually win? Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, sorry. It's um, buy to investment is definitely um, a great long-term investment. It has been for a long time, and I think it will. It will I know it will continue to be for a long time. It, it's certainly a case that I'm starting to see, and I think you'll see it as well. That we're seeing an exodus of the amateur landlord leaving and it, it leaving the market, and they're leaving yeah. the more professional landlords to see landlordering as as a business, and it's it's not really a game. I mean, before it was really seen as a cottage industry. Uh, and most people just saw it, oh, I'll just have one or two. But now, actually, professional investors are actually coming into this market and they're saying, they're coming to uh, people like yourself, Richard, and they're saying, look, you know, I, I need a proper letting agent. I don't want to get involved in it. I'm spending far too many hours at work and um, probably making a hell of a lot more than I would pay you to go and manage this property, to give me an easy life and actually give me a passive income. I actually yeah. spoke to a couple yesterday who talked to me continuously about flipping and uh, and 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 doing up properties and refurbing them and selling them and and and, and I looked at their they were more mature and I mm -hmm. thought and I actually said to them so you're looking for a second job then and they went oh what do you mean I says well the way you're talking to me it's as if you're just looking for another job because we're wanting to go in and we want to refurbish and we want to do improvements and we want to fit kitchens and bathrooms and and I'm like. Whoa, wait a minute. It's like, I'm not the same job. It's like, yeah. why on earth would you want? I but we never, and I said, well, what's wrong with passive income? And they went, oh, I never, let me show you. <laughs> so once I've shown them that, it's going, well, passive income every day. It's like, why would yeah, I want to? In her, in her words, it's like, 
I like playing tennis. <laughs> and I, I think very much, so that, um, <laughs> very much so we see a lot more investors and people looking to build portfolios and just have this managed and, and have an agent who's out there property sourcing, advising them and managing the property and them having very minimal to do with that and, and not using a lot of their time. Um, yeah. And that, that, and that is who I've, I've had a lot of conversations with uh, uh, more so recently as investors rather than landlords. And I do have, I have noticed that there's a lot of these landlords that have just maybe one or two properties that are, are starting to exit the market. Uh, and you, you could definitely see that trend, especially over the last uh, six months, ten years. So, so, do you think it's do you so you do think it's the exit of the landlord and the entry of the investor that's coming into play? Because yeah. the landlord uh, is getting to a point where, and the landlord's a person that manages their own properties. They're getting to yeah. a point where they're saying, "I don't have time to learn all this legislation." Yeah. So either either I'm going to exit the market or I'm going to just hand it to a letting agent. Yeah, one of the big factors is obviously there's so much uh, changes to legislation continuously, obviously, with the coronavirus act and everything, and the notice periods. I mean, that, is, that was just a, a very big influence on people's uh, perspective of whether they wanted to be a landlord or an investor and, and what the actual objective was. Um, and I think if you're an investor, the objective is to obviously create passive income and have somebody manage it and look after it all for you. And even right down to finding the property. I mean, yeah. there's so much property sourcing and, and, and giving advice on what properties are the best investments now. Um, that is, I mean, you've, I've seen a shift in how we work with uh, investors and uh, as opposed to landlords now. Do you think the Scottish government's going to uh, going to follow the, the the English government in terms of their um, allowing evictions to take place now? Because that was just announced yesterday. They're actually going to they're going to start to allow it to take place the evictions. So, do you think the Scottish government will follow suit soon? Well, hopefully. I mean, we did touch on this the last time we spoke, and uh, obviously we're, we're approaching the, the time where they are going to obviously take away the restrictions with notice periods, which have caused a lot of problems. They are looking to have something else in place. What that is, I don't know at the moment, uh, but hopefully um, the correct eviction procedures can be put back in place to allow us to obviously manage certain tenancies correctly, I think. Yeah. I mean, the, the long-term Fife landlords can see through the present pan, uh, pan, uh, predicament as mm -hmm. long as they have a long-term buy-to-let investment mindset. That's really what it's down yeah. to. Many Fife, and we always talk about that anyway. You always say to people, it's like, you know, buy-to-let's not get, getting it's rich. A long -term. It's a long-term investment strategy to create a lifestyle outside of your normal day-to-day -day living, which is what your job creates. Yeah, you know, I mean, many Fife landlords are intensely aware of the the demand for high quality private rental properties in Fife, uh, and it's only going to flourish as a consequence of the pandemic. Whilst not forgetting that demand presently exceeds supply, um, I mean, I looked the other day, and there's only about eighty properties right across the whole Fife market up on Zoopla that are actually available to rent. I mean, yeah. when you think about our population as around about three hundred seventy thousand people and one hundred seventy thousand households. 80 properties available for rents are not that very many. And it's um, nothing I've seen for the, the last decade that I've been doing this, I've never seen numbers so low and yeah. demand so high. Um, so and I think and, I don't know. And, and it, is happy, it is happy days for investors then, if that's the case. Yeah, yeah of course. Okay. I mean, and that's what I keep reiterating. If you're an investor and, you, and you've, you've got property, you're maybe in the process of getting ready or you're looking to buy property, it's definitely the time to do that and get things turned around on the market quick because... Um, the demand is just far outpassing what the, the supply property is. And we've got so many really good 
pre-qualified tenants ready and waiting for property and we just didn't have the property equipment yeah and, and most most responsible landlords know their approach to their tenants with regard to condition repairs so it's key to ensure the rent keeps flowing with their minimal void periods you know that's that's the professional landlord does that don't they yeah i mean you know yeah. I've, I've i've recently just put new windows in a property and i put a new kitchen and i put a new boiler in. it's the same property um yeah. and, and refurbished another one as well and and park a wind so you know um ongoing investment strategy ongoing reinvesting in the property all the time is the way forward for a professional uh, prof professional landlord to ensure that tenants are looked after and you get minimum void periods yeah definitely i think if you've if you've had long-term tenants in a property then you need to obviously factor in that things are going to need to be upgraded or replaced um to obviously keep the property obviously up to date and also to keep the tenant happy and keep them them in place as well if you don't do things like that you're going to lose the tenant you're going to have a void period you're going to have the turnaround costs you're going to have the relet costs and yeah in the grand scheme of things you would be well reviewing the property and seeing what needs to be upgraded it's the last thing you want to do isn't it i mean even finally just before we finish off here even the five house prices are on average on the up we could see yeah. that straight away but there's still some bargains to be had in this market isn't there oh yeah i mean definitely i mean in certain areas and and things as well there's so many great buy to let investments out there um, and obviously house prices have, have, have went up and, and people are paying over the odds um, but there's still good buy to let properties out there whether that be two yeah. or three bedroom houses or, or even two or three bedroom flats uh, and in the right area if you pick up the right property that doesn't need a lot of input and could be turned around quickly you could have a good buy to let investment on your hands yeah i mean i just did a wee check the other now just before we came on here and uh, and i looked at some of the other agents websites and i thought wow that's a really good price point for that property yeah. in terms of the rental yield and return and uh, and it's something i'll probably end up considering myself because it's now on my radar but it's amazing i'm thinking and i'm looking at that and i'm and i'm thinking right okay when was it listed and it was listed way back at the beginning of march and i'm like what and that's no sold yet that's weird yeah. Um, no, one bedroom prime prime area and leaving one bedroom prime position and leaving forty five thousand pound. Yeah, it's like really. I, I would, I would, have, I thought that would have been snapped up ages ago. I know what when you're talking about, and there's other ones that I've noticed that have sat around as well. I, I've been speaking to an investor recently who's been looking at one property priced quite uh, reasonably. It's a really good property, perfect buy to let. I think it is going to go to a closing. But what I advised him is that what to do is when you're if you're offering at the closing. Put a price where it's not going to be uh, where you're not going to have any regrets on your offer put an offer in that you're going to be happy if it gets accepted you've paid what you wanted to pay for it but not something that if you don't get it you think oh i, I should have offered more yeah um, but, so but even even beside that even no seeing properties going in the market we're actually getting properties actually selling before they actually even get to yeah. the market so we've got an investor client bank um, for yep. people and then immediately we'll, we'll just give them first dibs at any property and if they, they can make an offer that the, the person can't refuse, then yeah, they've got it. So I think that again explains the importance and we keep beating that drum of people um, registering us beforehand. Um, yeah, make definitely. sure we know their information, know their criteria, know what they're wanting um, and also follow on our Facebook pages as well to make sure they get pre-portal launches and um, before they go to the websites to get in there before anybody else because often now we're, we're getting offers and we're getting them sold um almost the day it's about to go on a website um yeah, and it's good. gone by the time it goes to the website somebody phones up and says can i get and i'm yeah, like you're too late, you're too I think late. it's important that uh, people do realize that uh, especially in a market like today um that if you look at 
companies like ourselves that are doing all these pre-launches and have these investor clubs and things where you could look at off-market deals because they're where you're going to find um, the best deals before they hit the market. Because if they're hitting the market now, you're, you're going to have you're going to be up a lot the other competition. So definitely follow Facebook uh, and, and register with ourselves. Um, and if you are an existing landlord or things with us and haven't done so already, speak to us about the investors club. Absolutely. Let's take uh, let's take a quick look at already right now just now. I, I, I quite actually fancy doing this um, with people watching and show them exactly how we do the numbers. Yeah. Uh, right. Okay. So let's take a quick look at this. Um, could you see that? Okay. Yeah. I'll just uh, make that screen a bit smaller so people can actually see what we're doing. Okay. So. Okay. Yep. Perfect. Okay. So we have got a one one property, and we have got a forty-five thousand pound purchase. Now you can get you can get you, borrowing is probably fifty fifty thousand minimum. So minimum purchase price fifty thousand. Um, we have got a four percent stamp duty. We've got a twenty-five percent deposit down. It's three point eight percent just now with a typical limited company. Um, I've put two point five percent arrangement fee because it's round about a thousand pound arrangement fee for the mortgage itself. And if you buy a fifty thousand pound property, Richard, what typically you're buying for about fifty thousand just now? Fifty thousand. You're totally talking about a, a two-bedroom apartment. Get a two-bedroom apartment, okay. Even a one-bedroom, what do you think? One, So in terms of a fifty thousand pound property, what rental level do you think you would get? If we talk about the the one we were referring to earlier, obviously one bedroom, forty-five. Obviously, you say mortgage at fifty. One yep. bedroom, you're talking about three seven five. So three seven five, and we have okay. So we're not typing the number three seven five. Well, I assume a twelve uh, twelve month occupancy rate. You can actually drop that if you want if you've got less tolerance. But after the mortgage is paid on a limited company, you've got three hundred fifty pounds out, two hundred fifty three pounds out in cash after the mortgage is paid. You've got a thirty percent overhead. So that's your letting agent that want to do passive income. Do not try to manage property yourself. If you're starting out, forget it. Just hand it to a letting agent. Because I'll tell you what, the raft of legislation you have to contend with and the people you have to contend with, you possibly end up becoming a social worker. You know, that's the reality. You you're, you're have to look after people and you have to look after them, their needs, their, their wants, their property. Their, you've got a duty of care as well. You've got all that legislation to contend with. There are 50 pieces of legislation. So you need to have specialists to do it for you. Why would you do that if you could pay for less than the price of a cup of coffee Every single day, you can have a professional yeah. managing agent doing it for you. So I've assumed in there, 12% plus VAT is a typical managing agent. That's 14.4% of the income. Um, and you've got 15% there for overheads, for repairs, improvements, refurbishments over the years. And then things like uh, your uh, landlord insurance and, uh, and other things, incidentals as well. So you're coming out with round about um, um, uh, £1,689. Um, after that's done, remember this is passive, and that's a ten percent uh, return, net return on your initial investment, because that's all you've got in is sixteen and a half thousand pounds, because the rest is mortgage through the bank, and that's what you get. So initial equity is there as well. You've got legal fees of a thousand pound to spend. You've got a thousand pound maybe to do improvements like an EICR and possibly smoke detectors built into there. Um, and yeah, you know, that's your return, a ten percent passive income return, um, and a bank gives you. 0.5% of anything <laughs> on your money. Yeah. yeah. So if you've got more than £16,500 and you decide, and I tell you what, I've got £160,000, you could buy 10 of these. <laughs> 
mean, you think about it, though. Yeah. yeah. So twenty thousand in is because it's ten. It's twenty thousand now. So you've got one hundred sixty-five in, uh, and then your net income every year is sixteen thousand pound, with yeah. your initial investment of one hundred sixty thousand pound. And you've got ten properties. One goes down. You don't have any risk. Uh, therefore, because nine of them are running, so you don't need to worry about the fact that your income will drop like a stone, because it won't. Um, then over a 10-year period, we'll jump back to that one, by the way, just to make it, because a lot of people are going like, oh, I don't have £165,000. Um, we'll jump back to that one. So over a 10-year period, this one property could return you um, 163% return on investment. That's through a 2% capital appreciation every year on the price of the property, and your profit compounded over these 10 years it's probably a bit more than that actually because it's this isn't a compounded effort this is actually just straightforward two percent every year and your profit every year so that would probably go up as as interest rates go up maybe down um your rent would probably go up over a 10-year period as well so your 163 might actually be a bit more um and you know so uh, you know that's where I, that's where i see in terms of the investment return in terms of where you would want to be is that quite typical of what happened yeah, and I think displaying it like that under any reckon is a really good way to uh, demonstrate yeah. it to people as well. I think it makes it a lot clearer rather than just rattling off figures to people to have it on a uh, screen like that. It's quite, uh, quite handy. So, yeah, brilliant. So, I think we've concluded it's not the beginning of the end for the buy-to-let market. <laughs> Definitely not, no. <laughs> any final words, Richard, before we sign off? Yeah, I think just obviously, like, we're obviously speaking about the market itself, I mean, just to reiterate how much of a, a brilliant market as an out for investors and and if obviously you are considering investment you've got money there which is obviously sitting in the bank idly and you really want to invest in property then come and speak to us either myself or yourself jim um it is really a, a great time to be investing in property well you know yourself all our clients know um we're always happy here to help um, we're, we're give people guides for landlords. There's lots of helpful guides for investors and landlords on our uh, Facebook channels, on yeah. our YouTube channel especially. You know, I did two series last year in lockdown. It was Millionaire Mindset. Mindset it was a 40-episode yeah. series. And then Investment Strategies was another 40-episode series. Investment Strategy, Millionaire Mindset was um, how you need to think like a millionaire in order to be a millionaire, if that makes sense. Because um, you wouldn't be if you don't think like that. Um, you get what you expect and you get what you think about the most. Um, if you think negative, guess what? You get negative. If you think positive, you'll get positive. Um, and investors, um, one was um, my 40 episode series. Um, I was my first 40, 40 properties and what I've learned from each one on my journey throughout that process. So it is actually a good one for somebody to pop onto our, Facebook, our, our YouTube channel. So just look up on YouTube, five properties, estate agents, You'll get that on one of the playlists. Millionaire Mindset, Investors uh, Strategies. Investment Strategies is quite a good one, yeah. um, especially if you're a new investor, I think, because you, you go through and talk about your experiences and the mistakes that you made and, yeah. and how you rectified them and what you've done differently. Um, and I think if you're a new investor, to try and maybe avoid making some of those mistakes, go on and listen to that. It's quite good. Yeah. And the reality is anybody could, uh, anybody could message us here direct anyway. Yeah, and, and get more information uh, and that's it guys uh, thanks very much richard for coming on the show no and, uh, if anybody wants more information please feel free to message us direct here or you can just contact us in the usual channels through our facebook channels or our usual numbers through the offices uh, yeah. and and thanks for coming on the show richard and thanks yeah. everybody for watching Cheers, Jim. bye for now bye